Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. I'm excited to be here today with our, my co-host, Cody. And today we're going to talk about your most powerful asset, your origin story. And I'm so grateful that Cody's going to bring to us today a, a, just a personal example of a post that he originally did. And it was pretty recent. It was actually quite successful for him. I'm sure that's shocking for all of you uh, because we know what an amazing uh, social media person uh, Cody is. Um, but he actually actually had a recent conversation with another coach about this post and what came of that and I would love for him to share his story with us today and a little bit of a formula as to how you our listeners can also take this information and craft your own origin story. So, welcome Cody. Thanks so much for coming back today. You always show up like a like a a steady steady co-host for me. So, thank you. <laughs> well, my pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, so we were talking about what we wanted to talk about today, and you know, I, I actually hopped on a call with one of our listeners um, last night and was discussing a lot of things that um, that they could kind of work on to kind of get stuff off the ground. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the things that kind of that came up, came up in the conversation, and I was like, you know, this might be something that is good to talk about on the podcast just in general. Yeah, um, and we've talked about something similar to this in the past but we never like really took like a deep deep dive into it um and really showcase like you know that like that kind of formula that you kind of said yeah um and you know what kind of results can come from it too and i just figured that this would be a really good opportunity to talk about it so awesome well um, thanks for bringing it so yeah yeah, so tell us a little bit about the post that you are referencing right now Mm mm-hmm yeah, so I made a post about a week ago, um, and it was something that I had put a lot of effort into. Um, it's a it's a rather longer post, um, but even with it being long, the way that I wrote it and uh, kind of following this formula that I'm going to unpack for you, mm-hmm. um, I had several people message me. Um, you know, there's several people who comment on it, but I had several people reach out to me directly, and they just said, like, dude, like, thank you so much for for even just putting that out there, you know, cause like that made me feel like I wasn't alone mm-hmm. and like, I really enjoyed the read and like all this kind of stuff. And, um, because of that, because it kind of had that effect on people, um, I ended up generating like, I think almost 10 consultations from this one post. Amazing. Um, and I had one yesterday and, and they said the same thing, you know, they said we were kind of digging into things and they said like, you know, the reason we reached out to you is because of that post that you made. Mm. And it made me feel like, like, you know, I was dealing with the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know exactly how, where you're coming from because that's me. And that's what made me feel comfortable to reach out to you. So this is a really, really powerful thing. And that's why, that's why we're kind of calling this like your most powerful asset. Cause there's a lot of things that you can do as a coach to have, uh, like really good results, but there's something about your own personal story and you being able to be vulnerable that allows people to connect with you. Yes, you know, um, I agree. And that connection is really, really what people look for. They look for people that they can identify with, that they can trust, and um, 
And I think that's something that does go overlooked a lot of times. Um, we focus a lot on the results. You know, like, this is what I can do for you. This is what I can do for you. This is what you'll get. This is what you'll get. But unless people know who they're talking to, they might not want to talk to you at all. Right. Especially about this topic. It's such a vulnerable, private topic for a lot of people. So, so I can see that, you know, you mentioned the idea that we talk about, you know, what we can do for them and the results and all that stuff. And, and it reminds me of something I wanted to say before we unpack this formula. And that is that you mentioned you put, you put a lot of work into this post and, I think a lot of times when myself included, whether it's our listeners or just whoever's whoever is, we hear something, we're like, oh, Cody put out a post and Cody got 10 consultations. And so we hear point A, we hear point D and we're like, I want to put out a post and get 10 consultations, but we forget about the work that had to go into it in order for that post to be a good post. So I just want people to rehear that and go, you know what? It took a long time to craft that post. And so it's not just something where you're going to hop on, you're going to take this formula and go, I'm just going to create this real quick and then I'm going to get something from it. Take the time, you guys, to actually do the work that Cody's going to unpack for us today and then try it, right? Don't expect these results right away. Yeah. And what I want to say is this is not like a course. Mm -hmm. This is not a tool. This is not a freebie. This is not an asset. It's not anything like that. It's simply just a post, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But even with that being said, I knew that this post could be powerful. And I knew that I didn't want to just like throw something up. I wanted to like nurture it and take care of it. So when I say I spent a lot of time on it, I spent about a week drafting this post, Mm -hmm. typing it up, brainstorming, refining it, changing uh, the language within it you know, uh, getting the photo for it, like all of those different types of things and all Mm -hmm. those elements, it was very intentional. Um, and it paid off. Yeah. And I, here's the other thing too. I know that you, you just said it's just a post and yet that's what you made it for, right? You didn't make it to hand out or anything. However, because it resonated so well with your audience and you have it in, in typed writing, you you can pull from that, all of those little elements that people really resonated with and then use that for future posts. You know, you don't have to have to keep it where it's the really long one. You can pull from that and say, oh, well, I'm just going to use this little clip or this snippet. And it, you know it's talking to your audience because of the results that you got from that one post. So, you know, as, as people are listening to, oh, I have to put a whole week into just one post. Yes, and it's going to actually generate a lot more content for you later on down the road. Yeah, and what we'll do, um, in case anyone wants to read the post or see how it's written or the photo that I use, everything like that, we'll put a link to the actual post in the show notes. Um, that way I don't have to read everything and take a bunch of time to do that. Yeah. Um, but if you want to see it for yourself and kind of like dissect it, uh, you'll be able to, do, to check that out in the show notes. Um, Great idea. Once you've been listening to the episode. So. All right, cool. So, I love the picture so there's a, like that. There's a few way. elements to this. Um, before I get dive into the uh, into the formula, um, I want to start with just like the content. So, what I mean by content is like this is not just like a written post. It can be. There's there's no reason why it couldn't be that. But I also accompanied it, accompanied it with um, a photo as well. Um, and it was a photo that you know I did with a, a buddy of mine. He's actually one of my best friends. He's a super good photographer. 
Um, and we have like a certain deal set up to where I help him out. He helps me out. Um, and, you know, we kind of just scratch each other's backs. And with this one in particular, I knew that I was working on the actual copy for it, like the actual writing of it. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I'm like, I want to do something I've never done before. And I want something that's going to be attention stopping, eye catching, almost kind of like, in a way, like controversial in a way mm-hmm. to like really make people stop, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so he actually had the idea. He had, he has like a briefcase full of prop money, mm. so fake, fake money. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, why don't we have you just like burn some money? <laughs> it's such a cool photo, you guys. <laughs> dude. And I was like, yes, that sounds awesome. So we did it. And it, we captured this awesome photo. And honestly, like, if I ever wrote a book, that's probably the cover that mm-hmm. of the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it's like that that cool. Um, and but the prop money point, looks so real. I'm just I'm gonna interject mm-hmm. because I I, yeah. I I stopped right. I'm scrolling and I stopped, and and I'm like. Okay, I know. First of all, I know it's not Monopoly money. Like you can tell it's not that kind of prop, right? Because yeah. it looks real. It absolutely yeah. looks real. And then I'm like, I had, I, I had I several Cody. people message me. Yeah, I had several people message me, and they're like, um, "Please tell me that's not real money." <laughs> well, one because that would suck, and two because that's a federal offense. And I'm like, it's not real money. <laughs> so you guys, if I come to you next week alone, uh, that's because Cody's in jail. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I I was gonna say I know you enough to know you are not actually setting hundreds of dollars on fire uh, no. so I'm like I wonder if there's like a cool photoshop thing where you know you can kind of make it look like that so I'm actually very intrigued today to find out that it was not photoshopped actually it was really on fire and you were actually holding that stack of cash that's pretty cool um so thank god you didn't burn yourself right I mean you didn't catch your yeah. goatee yeah. or <laughs> no but that was actually very very cool so with that being said, um, I know that not everyone has access to, um, you know, a professional photographer, but even if you don't, you can certainly do, do research in your area and, and link up with one. Okay. Um, some of them are more expensive than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if you're able to talk to the right one and maybe just tell them like, you know, what you do, why you do it, it might resonate with them and they might want to try and help you out in some way. Um, and we can we can talk further on like building a relationship with the photographer maybe on a different episode. Okay. Um, because I think that's really really important. That's a super key part in your marketing is like having a really good content creator behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, so do your research, reach out to people, you know, feel them out, and see if you can uh, work something up for that because I do think it's a really important part. Um, but moving into this formula, so um. Like I like we said, this is called a origin story, and I'm actually going to pull up the uh, the formula. And really, it it comes down to six separate parts. Um, and the way that it's structured is the very first thing that you would want to do. Um, and maybe you could even save this for the last if you really wanted to, like if you wanted to write everything out and then just like get like a general theme mm-hmm. to pull from this to make a really powerful statement. Um, but one of the first things that you would want to consider, uh, that, and even that you'll see in the post, is the hook. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the hook is what 
it's what hooks people in. You know, it's, it's what keeps people reading. Um, and it should not be long. It should be like one short sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that's very powerful, something that's emotional, and something that like really draws a person in, right? So for example, on, on my post in particular, um, and this is, I, I use the same hook as the one I had done before that we talked about. If it's um, not broken, it don't so fix well. it. That's right. It works so well. That's and I was right. like, might as well do it again. Yep. So um, I used uh, my dream died because of money. Mm-hmm. Right. And I even put out another post like two days ago um, that used a similar hook, but it was different. Um, it was me, a picture of me holding an axe. And I, and I said something along the lines of like, you, you need to kill your debt mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so those words die, kill, yeah. while they're, you're going to end up in prison for real. Yeah. I can, feel I, I know, like. I know. <laughs> they're rather dark words, but the whole point is that they're, they're very emotional words, Yeah, you know, um, and it, and it captures people's attention and that's the whole goal. With the book. Mm-hmm. So that's the first piece that you would need is just a very quick, very short one sentence hook. Um, moving on from that, uh, the next part that you would want um, would be what's called like the okay place, right? So this is like something that, um, you know, maybe you talk about like how things were going pretty good for you. Um, you know, maybe you were doing okay or you were on the right path. Um, but there was just something that lacked, you know, it wasn't a great place. It wasn't the best place. It's just okay. You know, so for example, someone might say like, I was in a stable relationship, but it lacked passion. You know, so it was a stable relationship. That's good. Mm -hmm. But it lacked passion. That made it just okay. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but dig a little bit deeper. You know, it doesn't have to be that short. It can be a few sentences if you'd like to kind of like unpack more. But the whole point is just making, starting it off with just an okay place, right? Once you once you do that, uh, the next kind of like section um, or kind of topic that I would really want you to lean into is what's called the struggle, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is really broken down into two different subparts. Um, one would be the goal, and one would be an obstacle, right? Um, so let's say that, you know, from your okay place, you had some certain goal that you really wanted to accomplish. Um, and it meant a lot to you and like dig deeper into that. Um, all the reasons why you wanted to do it, you know, you can really dig deep there. But then present an obstacle that's standing in your way. Right? So, um, so for example, you know, let's say that you're a health coach. So, you know, if you were a health coach, um, it could be that you really wanted to be healthy. Uh, or if you're a business coach, you, you wanted to really, you know, run a successful business. Um, or if you're a financial coach, you wanted to really, you know, um, improve your finances uh, to be happier and, and, you know, have less stress. Um, but maybe the obstacle for the health coach would be that, you know, you were diagnosed with some sort of like life-threatening ailment you Mm -hmm. know or um 
maybe you're struggling to do things on your own and you were facing overwhelm or, you know, just stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Can um, I hit pause for a second? Yeah. Okay. So, um, the pattern that I heard you say when you said like, if you're a life coach and you want you, you know, there was a time when you tried to get healthy. If you were a financial coach, there was a time when you try to get your finances in order. Are you suggesting that with this formula, Cody, that whatever the okay place and the struggle that we're talking about is in alignment, I guess, with what we're trying to help other people with? Is that an important piece? I would say so. Okay. Um, so for example, my, my okay place was that like, so if you listen to episode one, um, you, you would know that uh, I come from the music industry and I played in a band and all that kind of stuff. So my okay place was that like, you know, I was in this band, we were touring the country, I was recording with, um, you know, platinum record producers, playing the biggest festivals, like all of those different types of things. And everything seemed like it was like on the right track to make my dream come true, mm-hmm. right? But the one thing that kind of stood in my way was money. So you see how like, it didn't start with just money right off the right off the rip. Like I talked right. about me, you know, and money was the issue. Mm-hmm. And that's where things kind of start to tie in. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. But um, if you, if you're a financial coach, yeah, it does. It does. I'm just going to clarify. So if you're a financial coach, we don't want to say, uh, we don't want to talk about the time where we were in an okay place with our weight, for example, right? Unless, unless somehow the, the money piece was a part of it because what we're ultimately trying to do by the, this is just me asking, by the way, not, not actually prescription. Oh, yeah. Um, but if, if the, if what we're trying to help them with is it has to be part of this story. Otherwise it's going to be hard for them to be able to connect those two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue on. We're at, so far yeah. you've done the struggle where we left off at the struggle with the goal and an obstacle. Yeah. Yep. And with the struggle too, um, you know, I would just think about some questions here that, you know, some of the questions that you could ask yourself is like, was there any sort of like, inciting incident that happened to you or can you think of like an event that uh started you on your own financial journey like what was that and like what were like three things that kind of like intensified that struggle you know and just kind of work those those answers to those questions into this part Mm -hmm. and then once you do that um you're kind of going to lean in further into this struggle and this goes into the third part, which is, it's called the dark night of the soul. Right? So it's very, it's heavy. You know? So, um, um, I'm sorry, but you, you said third part, and I am taking notes over here because I, I love when you throw out formulas. Uh, but I, I'm writing down number four. So I just want to clarify, um, is it a third part of the struggle piece? Or is it... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so... so Technically, the hook was the first part. So, okay. Yeah, technically, this would be the fourth part. Okay. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Yep. So, go yep. on. So, it's the dark side of the soul, you said? Dark night. Dark night. Okay. Without the K. Okay. So, um, this is the section where you build off of your struggle, except you go even deeper. This is where you can... And you should be very, very vulnerable. 
this is where you can really paint the picture for people. And this is where people will really, really get invested into your story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's almost like one thing that I did in order to get my part of this, and I, and I might actually just read you like this little Awesome. I was going to ask if you would. Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, but one thing that I did was I, I like closed my eyes and I physically tried to put myself back in this moment in time. And I like tried to remember like what I was thinking, how I was feeling, all the emotions that I was having, what was around me. Like it was literally like I was just replaying something in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I just started like jotting down everything that kind of came to me. Um, and I'm not going to lie, like rehashing that moment got me a little emotional. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but that's how I knew this was going to be good. You know, and sometimes that can be scary for people to do, mm-hmm. especially if they kind of carry something away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can, it can really make a huge impact. Um, so, you know, when you get to this point, I want you just to think about a moment where, where your struggle was at its, like, most extreme. And, like, what kind of imagery was there that people can, like, relate with? And all that kind of stuff. So I'll read my little excerpt just to give you some context. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I was in a uh, touring van, and because of my own money behavior, uh, I ended up having to stop. Um, if I had better money management, probably could have kept going, but I didn't at that point in my time. Uh, so this was this was money. Um, there was one. Uh, let me see here. There was a night on one of our last tours that I did uh, that I did where I, we pulled into a gas station to rest and get some food. I opened up my wallet and I had nothing in it. I then checked my bank account and I only had a dollar oh three. I was hundreds of miles away from home and I was completely broke. Standing in the parking lot of the gas station at two in the morning, I was alone in my thoughts, wondering how I got to this point with the hum of the bright fluorescent lights above me that only amplified my anxiety. My heart was racing, my chest felt heavy, and I felt the judgment of everyone around me. I went into our trailer to get some alone time, and my head fell into my hands, and the feelings of defeat started to overwhelm me. How could it be that I put everything that I had into this? and I only had a dollar to my name. How much longer would it be before I could feel at very least comfortable with my decisions? It was at this point that I said enough is enough. I can't keep doing this to myself and something needs to change. Powerful. Yep. So, with that, um, you know, I really dug deep there. You know, yeah. I, I use words like, um, I'm just kind of, I'm just going to, uh, 
listening to here like amplified my anxiety. Heart was racing, chest was heavy, uh, you know, overwhelmed, defeat. Like all of those were real emotions, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, I kind of tried to like paint a picture for people, you know, like the hum of the bright fluorescent lights above me. Yep. You know, like to almost feel like they're watching a movie in your head. Yep. I heard it all. I love it. I, I think that that's, that that's what grabbed people for sure. Um, I'm, you know me, I'm going to ask the questions that people tend to ask. What if our story isn't nearly as dramatic or exciting or vulnerable? Um, how, how do you, how do you still do that? Like, how do you paint such a, a beautiful or uh, real raw picture for somebody when it's not as dramatic sure so i'll start off by saying that there's people who have much more dramatic stories than i do Mm -hmm. um that was just a period in my life like Mm -hmm. i grew up in a a, you know not like a super fortunate household but like a comfortable household um and you know like there was never anything of like coming from poverty or anything like that. So there's certainly people who have a lot of a lot more of like a quote unquote interesting story mm-hmm. or, or however you want to say it. Um, but my my biggest thing that I want to say for that is that like it doesn't it doesn't really matter because your story is your story, you know. And and like the biggest thing is not about what you went through, but how you felt. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect answer. And that's the key. If mm-hmm. you can, if you can, if you can communicate that as to how you felt, that's the biggest thing. Not about what you went through. Yep. Yep. So. I'm really glad that you said it because that's exactly what I was hoping that you would say. Um, I think a lot of times we think you, you said two things that are really important. One, your story is your story. Like no one else has that story. And two, it's really mostly about what you felt. Because while the people who are reading that post can absolutely feel like they're in a movie and watching, you know, the the rain come to... Actually, I don't know, know even know if you said rain. <laughs> but, but you painted such a beautiful picture that people could just put themselves there. And yet it was the racing heart and the anxiety and the fear. All of those things are what people are feeling, whether they're sitting in a car, you know, miles, hundreds of miles away from home, or they're sitting in their own bedroom feeling super, super far apart from their spouse because they're not on the same page when it comes to some of this stuff. So it doesn't really matter the, the circumstances around the story. What really matters is that emotion. So I'm really glad that that was what you, what you thought to say, because I think it's really, really valuable for our listeners. Yeah, and thank you for asking that, too, because I'm sure that there are some people listening to this that probably had that question in their head, mm-hmm. you know, or, or that concern. Um, and, you know, it, that's just the fact. Of, like, it doesn't matter what, what you went through. It matters about how you felt. And that's what people care about, too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And the other thing, it, it's kind of a bumper sticker slogan, but uh, the idea that people don't care what you think until they... No, no, they don't care how what you know until they know you care, right? Um, and yeah. so that is something that I think is, is so important for us to remember. And they know that you're able to care. You're, you're able to empathize with them when you've identified that you also have gone through something that 
whether it looks like their story or not, has a lot of the same emotions that are attached to what they're going through. So, yeah. Fantastic. So is that, is that the end of the formula? I, or is there, I'm assuming there's a little more. Okay. So let's go on to what's, what's next? two more. Okay. (laughs) Two more sections. So after you've really, really dug deep, um, starting with the premise, the premise of, you know, the struggle and then really amplifying it with the dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, what should come next is something called the shift, right? So this is, this is where like your, I, I, I mean, I said it, like I said, I reached a point where I said enough is enough. Something has to change, mm-hmm. you know? So that's like the shift, right? And then you dig deeper on that. So, you know, what was it for you that was the shift that moment where you shifted mindsets or you decided like enough is enough. Um, and it could be something that you did, you know, as simple as like you finally asked someone for help. It could be a book that you read. It could be something that you committed to yourself to, um, you know, like what was that action that you took that got you a different result? And that was the decision that you made, which led to, and, and what was that decision that you made? Uh, that led to action. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what was that defining moment? That's the shift. Um, and, you know, you can unpack that um, and go into detail on that. And then finally, the last section of the post um, would be the resolution. Right? So this is where you can kind of, like, show off. And you're kind of building off of the shift. Right. So you're like, okay, so I made this shift and things started to fall into place for me now. And because of that shift, I'm now doing this. Right. So Mm -hmm. you could say like now, um, you know, my finances are, you know, in such a better position and here's how or whatever or why. Um, And because of that, I felt called to then help other people. Um, you know, get through their struggles and have the same feeling that I'm having. And here's some results that, that I've been able to help people do, whether it be that you've helped hundreds of clients or that you've helped people pay off thousands of dollars of debt or that you've uh, been able to help people, um, you know, invest and bring in, you know, thousands of dollars of returns, whatever it might be, show off a little bit, you know, like show that you are someone that, has not only provided results for yourself, but that you've also provided some results for other people. And if, you, if you're a brand new coach and you don't have those results yet, then you can at least show that your results. Mm-hmm. You saw the question you know, coming up on my face, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, good thing we do this, uh, you know, face to face here because, yeah, you saw it. Like I, I could tell... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that is something people are going to ask, you know, or even if they're not brand new, what if they don't feel like, you know, that they've gotten enough results for people? Or what if what if they are not in a position where they feel like their current position is brag worthy? What do we do with that? Well, if someone doesn't feel like they've gotten enough results, I would argue that they have gotten results. And mm-hmm. therefore, you have some results to brag about. So maybe there's another exercise within this exercise then, right? So if somebody's sitting down 
And they're like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do exactly what Cody suggested on this podcast. And I'm going to get to number five and I'm not going to have any clue on what, what I could say and number six and, and be able to brag about myself. So maybe the exercise within the exercise is before you do all that, sit down and really take inventory on what you have done, not just for yourself, but also for other people. And it doesn't have to be someone who paid you, right? It can, you can get, you can brag about results you get from someone who hasn't paid you yet. Uh, you can brag about any movement. You don't have to have been to the arrival, you know, the destination in order to talk about how you got from where you were to where you are right now. It's okay to still have places you want to go to, to be able to brag right now about where you are. So maybe that's part of the exercise first, that if you are worried about when you get to the spot that you're not going to have anything good to say, maybe you do that first, take inventory. And really, like a, I think a good way to even just start doing that um, is just make it simple and just and write down, you know, break out a pen and paper and write down one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And just fill in those blanks. What are three accomplishments that you're proud of in regards to your story or, or what you're doing with your coaching practice? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's your top three things that you're like, I'm really proud of myself for this, you know? Um, and just start there, you know. Yeah. And, and if you if you have trouble feeling like you accomplished something, um, you're probably lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. even even the smallest accomplishment can mean something. Uh, can mean a lot to someone else. Yeah, and I think too. I know this is surprising, but I think sometimes it's not just numbers, right? I mean, we. Yeah. I I had a client in my office yesterday who. They invested thousands of dollars to work with me. And the husband, who was originally kind of hesitant to do such <laughs> such a thing, he's in his mind, he's trying to figure out what that return on investment is, right? And so and he's he's very analytical. So he's looking at like what is what has shifted in our actual financial situation. And in his mind, he's not the one who does all of the the books, so he doesn't know some of the stuff that his wife knows yet, because we're still working on getting them on the same page. Uh, but in his mind, he wants to be able to count like how much debt has been paid off or what is their shift in whatever. But right now, quite frankly, we're still trying to get them to a, a positive cash flow, get them out of a negative cash flow. And uh, he came to this insight last night that one of the returns on investment for him so far has not been numbers at all. It's really been saving himself from from himself, right? It's been, yeah. he's, he's a lot more aware of some of the things that he's doing now. And so had we not been working together for the last month and a half, he probably would have spent an additional ten to $20,000 on opportunities that were abounding, right? That he would have just let slip through because he wasn't being intentional with his money. So I think as you guys are doing some of this exercise, do realize that just because you haven't necessarily shifted the needle for somebody in terms of numbers yet, if you've helped shift their mindset, then you have shifted because they would have slid backwards. And and so technically this is a positive result for you. So I just wanted yeah. to throw that out there because I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in, but they haven't really paid off their debt yet. You know, we see all these other coaches bragging about, oh, well, you know, I helped my client pay off $4,000 or whatever. And it's so easy to compare and we need to make sure we're not getting stuck in that comparison trap and assuming we're not helping our clients. Yeah. And even like, you know, if you're coaching a couple and their communication or their relationship was just really bad yes. when you first started. And because of your coaching, it's improved astronomically. Mm-hmm. That's a huge accomplishment. Huge. There's a lot of married couples out there like that. Yes. Um, you know, maybe someone came to you with a ton of anxiety and overwhelm because of their money. 
And now they feel more confident. They have a little bit more peace with it. Mm-hmm. They have more clarity with it. Mm-hmm. That's a huge accomplishment. Yep. You yep. Know? So it doesn't have to be measurable. That's right. So thank you. Thank you yeah. for letting me throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. of course. So there's, so there's that, the resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and with all of this stuff that you're kind of bragging about, right, you can really wrap up this post by essentially like buttoning it up with a call to action, okay? Um, so basically, you know, you would, you would build off of that resolution, build off of the bragging, uh, build off of all the results that you've gotten for yourself or your clients or whatever, mm-hmm. and be like, hey, like, you know, if this is something that you want as well, reach out, you know, do some sort of call of action or call to action um, to get them to take action to actually like, you know, shoot you a message or comment on your post or, you know, whatever. It could it could be as simple as like, you know, if, if you want to feel confident with your money, you know, drop drop uh, a comment that says confident and I'll be in. You know, something as simple as that. Um, but something there because you put so much work into this that you want to at least be like, and hey, if you want this, let me know. Yeah. You know? Yep. So that's the whole thing. But one one last thing I want to say is that if you haven't noticed this yet, I'm going to point it out to you now. Through every single section of going through this formula, you'll notice that each section builds off of the previous section. Right? Mm-hmm. So the okay place, that's where, that's where we may, maybe you start, aside from the hook. Um, the hook is kind of like an overarching statement. So if we start with the okay place and we move into the struggle, the struggle is there because it's not a great place, it's an okay place. And there's something there that was a roadblock. And from the struggle, we then are able to amplify that and build off of that to create the dark night of the soul. And from that bottom of the pit and that dark night of the soul, you have a shift. And from that shift, you then get results. And from that, from those results, you then start helping people. And from helping people, you ask for a call to action. Everything is building mm-hmm. off of each other, every mm-hmm. single part. Yep. So that's the formula. Yeah, I love it. And I think one of the biggest differences between this and, you know, like you said earlier today, a lot of the a lot of times we just focus on results and I think focusing on results for people is really important. Uh, when we're talking about whether you focus on results that they're going to get or dollars per hour. It's so important to focus on the results that they're going to get. Uh, but I'm I'm seeing here that it's not just results that they're going to get without the emotion. Like that's what makes this a little bit different. Because if you're just focusing on the static results, it feels it feels stale, right? It's like, okay, so you're going to be able to help me do X, Y, and Z, but you don't understand me. This formula allows them to see that you do understand them, or at least you are human, (laughs) and and that you're relatable. Is like, hey, like you are a person. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're relatable. They can say, okay, his story is a little bit different than mine, 
but his feelings are very similar. And so if he can get those results for himself, being a human being, someone who has these emotions, then I do have more confidence that he can get those results for me as well. And so I think that's one of the biggest differences. You're still focusing on results here, but what you're adding in is the emotion. And I just, I think it's a lovely, brilliant. So again, um, my closing thoughts and suggestions on this, I, I know that it was a lot to unpack and you're probably going to have to go back and re-listen to certain sections yep. of this podcast, mm -hmm. um, maybe several times. Uh, and that's okay. You know, we like hanging out with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'll say is don't try and rush through this. Yeah. You know, um, put some, put some time, put some effort into it and make it something that like, Maybe you've written something before, whether it be a post or an email or a blog or whatever, um, but really almost try and make this like the most intentional piece of literature that you've ever written. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's that's how I entered my my mindset when I uh, was crafting my own, and that's why I took a week on this. You know, it didn't take me a week to write it, but it took me a week to write it, process it, edit it, refine it you know, change out certain words, um, using synonyms, you know, all those different types of things, because I was really being intentional. Like I mm -hmm. really wanted this to count. Mm -hmm. um, so do that. And another thing that I will say too, is that if you do do this and you don't see massive, massive results in regards to how many likes you get, how many comments you get, how many people reach out to you, all of that kind of stuff. Do not get discouraged. Okay. Reason being is because, especially if this is your first time doing something like this, or you're like just now starting to establish yourself and get yourself off the ground with social media, mm -hmm. um, it's going to take time. Yeah. You know, it takes time for people to like understand who you are and to trust you and to be interested even in you. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and like it's not just like a, you know, a magical pill that you take and, and all of your problems are solved. Like this is something that you're going to have to do probably a couple of times over the course of several months. Um, but when you do build that credibility and you do build that trust and you do build that interest, the results will come. So just stay consistent with it and, um, you know, just constantly show up for yourself and for the people that you serve. Yeah, and I'm going to double down if I can and just say that, I mean, with the way that Facebook and, and Twitter and all, all of the social media stuff plays with algorithms, just because someone hasn't liked it doesn't mean, A, they might not have even seen it. Like, that's something to think about, you know? Um, so don't feel like you put a, a week into this and then you drop it once and you don't get the results that you want. And so you're like, oh, well, that didn't work, you know? freaking Cody lied to me on the, on the podcast. Um, no, I mean, you go ahead and feel free to continue to put that on, especially if you don't have a lot of followers yet. And, you know, you're trying to build that a little bit, put it in different places so that you can uh, just kind of see, test the waters in different places, whether it's LinkedIn or, uh, you know, Facebook or, or wherever really, but don't feel like just because someone didn't see it right now, that doesn't mean that they will. I mean, people are busy and this, this, especially we are in a, in a world where, it has to be short in order for people to really like digest it. And if that hook, I mean, try this, try doing the exact same post, but maybe a different hook. If you don't 
if you're not getting the results you want because if they don't read that hook and then they're not hooked then they're not gonna they're not gonna read you know a whole whole post does that make sense um but if if you change up the hook and then they come back and they see it they're not gonna be like oh she already posted that because they wouldn't have read it in the first place (laughs) so just keep that in mind as you're getting discouraged don't get discouraged (laughs) yeah and and one other thing too um and i i can say this confidently because i do this all the time um i'm a scroller Mm -hmm. i don't really like interact or like like a lot of posts Mm -hmm. um i just like see something and if i like it i'm like oh that's cool Mm -hmm. and then i keep going yeah you know um and i think that there's a lot of people like that um actually if i if i interact with you like it's because i really liked it and i'm like being intentional with like actually picking up my thumb and clicking that like button (laughs) um otherwise you know i may have seen it i may have liked it but you would never know right you never know and there's a lot of people like that so even if you don't get it unquote a lot of interaction or, or engagement yes um that does not mean that people aren't reading it that does not mean people aren't seeing it and it does not mean that people aren't connecting with it that's correct. it just means that they're keeping it to themselves and yeah. that's fine too so yep. don't get discouraged by the by the metrics either and again remember this this will be the last thing i say remember this is a very vulnerable topic for people you know money it's been said that people would rather talk about what they do in the bedroom than they would about their finances because it is such a private thing for them and anytime you're on social media there's you know everyone's watching right so and and facebook tells me like if my husband clicks like on something or if he comments on something and it'll tell me if my friend over here says you know something on someone's post so it's kind of vulnerable when you know that if you do take that extra step to push the like button everyone else might know that right they can see that and when you do that it's like they they can get in their head and be like well you know does someone think that i relate to this because i also have money problems or do they think that i'm just going to be supportive and so you know just remember that that that's whether they're just scrollers or not this is a very different topic and so they very well might be like "Hmm, yeah i don't want to make it super public that i'm looking but they're still watching and when they're ready they will reach out to you privately i've had people reach out to me and they've said um, they said something along the lines of like, you know, I've been thinking about reaching out to you for a while. Now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's news to me because I don't see you interact with anything. I would have no clue. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I would have zero clue that you even had interest. I've had the you know, same but, thing happen. But they're just keeping it to themselves. That's right. You know, that's right. So, Yep. I I hear you on that. So very good. Well, Cody, thank you so much as always for bringing such value to this podcast. I love the formula that you brought for everybody. I agree that people are probably going to have to go back and take notes and we will go ahead and add some stuff in the show notes to make it a little bit easier, including your actual post so they can see it, the amazing picture that you were able to have. And um, yeah, I, I think that that's, I'm ready for whatever's next. Yep. Me too. So get after it guys. Sounds great. Thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.